0: This is the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from SingleInTheCity.ca on Talk Radio, AM 640.
1: Well, good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Dating and Relationship Show on AM 640. I'm Laura Bellata your host. In our world today, social media is everywhere, from celebrities to large corporations to businesses, even our personal lives, especially our personal lives. Everything seems to be accessible through social media. Ontario is deemed the most connected province, with 67% of Ontarians using social media platforms. But with a world that is governed by social media, How do the positives as well as the negatives play into our relationships? We talked about social media a few weeks ago here on the Dating and Relationship Show, but I felt like we didn't do it justice. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to bring it back and I'm joined by our executive producer, Sandra Mm Carusi. She's my co-host today. And also I brought in Erica Fox, a communications and social media expert and Natasha Sharma, relationship expert and author of The Kindness Journal. And we're going to talk about social media in relationships and how social media impacts our love lives. Welcome, ladies,
2: to Hi. the show. Thanks for having us. Mm-hmm. Okay,
1: so to start off the show, uh, privacy settings on social media were created for a reason. However, not many people take them very seriously. People can find out information about you even when they don't meet you. So I'll give you uh, an example of this. So uh, recently, I matched up this guy, uh, or I wanted to match him up. Uh, He's in my matchmaking service. And I sent him information on this girl. And he said, Can I see pictures? And I said, No, you know, I don't show pictures through my service. Uh, He said, Okay, well, I gave him her name. And uh, no address, nothing like that. Her name, uh, the city she lived in, her height and occupation. Well, didn't he come back to me in a few days? And he he, he said, Laura, is this her? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, he sent me like 10 pictures of her. And I was like, creepy. Yeah. Wow. So, so there's a popular wow. activity wow. called creeping mm-hmm. that allows people to see a lot about who you are and what you do through your posts. So... Mm. What do you think about this ease of, of, of access to people that we have nowadays through social media? Who wants to start off?
2: I'll take this one. Okay. <laughs> Cause, no, because I, I have a little bit of a pet peeve here. I'll mm-hmm. be honest with you. I think that people put way too much of their personal lives out on social media. Well, and- how about Instagram though? Because that, that's what it's all about really. Is it though? Is that what Instagram's all about? Because personally, I see Instagram as a way of capturing, yes, special moments, but also showing the world your perspective on the world. It's not necessarily about sharing the most deep and intimate moments of your life that should really be something that you would look if you wouldn't say it at a bar if you wouldn't stand up on a bar stool and say it out in front of a bunch of people you've never met before would you really put it on your timeline feed and set it to public and that's that's what people need to ask themselves Mm -hmm. look you have different audiences throughout your life You have the people you go to work with, you have your friends, you have your close friends, you have your family, and you have those distant acquaintances. Why wouldn't you take the same kind of approach when you're talking to people in real life as you would in social media? Why wouldn't you adjust your privacy settings and go in and segment your Facebook audiences into the different groups and categories and use the tools that are actually available to you? Facebook is idiot-proof. It is made for you to be able to segment the people who you talk to into these different groups so that you're not giving away the farm every time you you post something about yourself. And I think that people get a little too personal and a little too deep with people they would never say those same things to in person, honestly. Natasha?
3: Yeah, I think the first thing that comes to mind is what creates intimacy and connection. And... I agree, we're in this sort of era of oversharing, and where do you draw the line? Sharing is good, but how much you share Mm -hmm. becomes um, a question of intimacy. And when you share certain things with certain people, it creates that intimate bond. And so if you're sharing everything and there's not really much left, how are your relationships with your significant others and your important circle, how do they become special then?
1: What becomes the defining factor? Mm -hmm. So what can you tell us about perception versus reality? on social media and, and how can this affect our everyday lives?
3: Well, perception and reality, outside, even outside of social media, everyone is going to be influenced by their unique subjective perception of the world. So social media isn't any different in terms of how each individual drinks in their environment, drinks in the world around them. But I think what social media um, does is try to position itself as an incredibly authentic and transparent when in fact it seems that it's the most inauthentic uh, mm-hmm.
4: yeah. <laughs> animal yeah. out
3: there and it's so inauthentic mm-hmm. in its quote unquote transparency mm-hmm. in my view
2: and the problem is that people are trying to live up to these standards, right? Mm-hmm. So you meet somebody in person, you realize their life or even their physical appearance is nothing like that's they've the presented themselves, that's right? right? Yeah, but, you that's know, very they're common. they're bringing in mm-hmm. their waistlines, they're taking out every blemish, Ugh. physical blemishes, even emotional yeah. blemishes, and then these people become like these these uh caricatures of yeah. themselves. But then on top of that, they have to live up to that standard, and they're yes. causing themselves incredible amounts of anxiety yeah. and stress.
3: And see that you to be limited to, you know, the fashion magazines and the, and the cover stories that you would get in the mail, and people could rationalize psychologically, well, those individuals, they're not my next door neighbors, they're not my friends, they're not my friend group, they have uh, teams of people around them, they have airbrushing, there's all kinds of stuff happening, but when you think of it as your neighbors, your next door, you start to get into this mentality of, people aren't thinking in the moment they're face tuning things or they're they're you know using apps and and all these kinds but of they things probably So they th- yeah. they do they feel like all of a sudden they have they're on it's on turbocharged to live up to the expectations because now everybody's got this image of perfection well,
1: but 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 they probably think it's okay because of like airbrushing on these magazines like if they're doing it why can't they be doing it right right. Yes, but again, you're now setting up a standard
2: that you have to live up to. And you're setting up a standard that everybody around you thinks you need to live up to, including your baby sister Mm -hmm. and your little niece, right? You're teaching them that these are the standards and the bars that they have to set for themselves. And is that really a healthy expectation?
1: We need to take a break. You're listening to The Dating and Relationship Show on AM640. Stick with us.
0: Listening to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellata from singleinthecity.ca on Talk Radio, AM640.
1: Hey, we're back. You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show on AM640. I'm Laura Belata. My co-host is Sandra Carusi. Hello. We're talking about social media and relationships, and we have Erica Fox here. She's a communications and social media expert. And Natasha Sharma, relationship expert. And so I want to ask, like, how how can getting to know someone through social media before getting to really know them in person, be something that's negative? I think it's unfair.
2: I personally think it's really unfair and it's irresponsible. Now, there's a difference between getting a sense of somebody. So say you meet somebody on Tinder or Bumble, right? And you want to get a sense like you're like, oh, something's not really right here. So you might go and check out their Facebook profile just to see, oh, I see they have relationships with other people. Oh, look, we have a mutual friend. And it kind of get that sense of a comfort level. But if you start to base what you think about this person solely on a timeline feed on Instagram or Facebook. Now, that is simply unfair, right? We post certain things. We don't post everything about ourselves. Well, some people don't post everything about ourselves. So if I'm on somebody's Facebook page... And I see that they post a lot of political articles. Suddenly I have this idea in my head that, oh, I'm going to go and we're going to have a political argument and I don't really want to be around those kinds of people. That's not the kind of date I want to have. Well, that's not really fair. Maybe they don't want to post their personal life on Facebook. But now you've made a judgment about them based on one timeline feed that you've scoped back six months. I don't think that it's necessarily fair. What do you think? Uh, Well, I think,
3: you know, you run the risk of if you – Look up someone before you meet them that you run the risk. We're human. We do make judgments based on what we see before we hear and learn. And so the more, you know, without actually physically interacting with the person, the more you're going to jump to your own subjective conclusions, which could potentially eliminate a good partner or a good possibility mm-hmm. by looking at them online too much or at all mm-hmm. um who could be a great match but for some reason
1: you decide you know from what you've looked at that they And not that's you. why it's really important that you uh, you know that you represent yourself in the best light possible you know when you authentically though yeah. as authentically, authentically yes. as yes. possible yes. as
4: well yeah I just never understood why people put like old pictures of themselves and expect good results out of that that's because and they're lazy
1: too a lot of people just don't have people to take pictures for them or they don't you know they don't look into the resources that are are available for Mm them Mm -hmm.
3: well instagram in my view is almost like a giant billboard um (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's become a billboard and what's interesting is that there there's been some um news uh that the way that the legal team wrote the terms and conditions of instagram are in such a way that the average 14 15 year old or when you meet the threshold to be actually legally eligible to be on it can't even understand it so i mean this raises all kinds of ethical concerns too in terms of they're not even in providing informed consent not really They don't have the capacity to even consent to what they're doing because the average adolescent isn't even, possibly even adult. I mean, the study was done on teens. Wow. But Uh, these are terms and conditions that govern the
2: usage of this data, the accessibility of it.
1: Yeah, and what's the minimum age requirement? 13, 13, right? 13, yeah. So
2: you have to be 13 or have a parent or a guardian have access to your profile in order to be on Facebook and Instagram specifically. Yeah, and
1: I know that it's affecting a lot of of young lives, social media. Yeah, depression. It's really depressing. And, yes, depression yeah. my girlfriend and loneliness just, are on an
2: all-time high. My
1: girlfriend just took her daughter off of social media because she'd come home at night and she would, you know, she wasn't invited to this party or that, and she was she was not included, and you know, this person has that or this, and I don't mm-hmm. have that, and mm-hmm. and she was really depressed. And once she took her off, she's like a different person. Yes, she's yeah. all happy course, again. Yeah. That yeah. was
4: yeah. I did that with my son. It just took him off. Yeah, he was on social media though, just electronics in general. Mm -hmm. And uh, they're different people without the screen time.
2: Absolutely. Because you go from comparison to focusing in on yourself. And that's it, right? You don't want your life to be a comparison Mm -hmm. and a reaction to that comparison. Mm -hmm. You need to focus in on who you really are.
1: So let's talk about more of the negative emotions that can arise from from using um, social media.
3: Well, so the usage of social media, as as usage of social media rises, um, so does psychological distress and emotional distress. The research is fairly conclusive on that, um, which doesn't mean that social media is bad, but it really depends on how much and in what way you're using it. So um, it, again, social comparison is, is probably one of the biggest concerns. And we've, since the beginning of time, we've compared ourselves to one another. This is nothing new, but again, you look at the frequency of social comparison in previous times versus now where it's twenty-four seven turbocharge. So when you have that kind of um accessibility to compare constantly versus just, you know, at a neighborhood gathering or just holidays or, you know, those sporadic moments. The studies are clear we are wired to compare to others for biological reasons, biopsychological reasons. So if we're doing that, we are going to feel most of the time worse about ourselves. And the research is pretty clear on this.
1: And people only post the good stuff. They don't really Mm -hmm. post the bad stuff.
2: Of course, like you're not going to be in the middle of a relationship <laughs> breakdown necessarily crying over a breakup and then post that that ugly cry picture. <laughs>
4: <laughs> the ugly
3: cry. And the- even if it even if it is, even if there is something, it's still packaged. I think it's the packaging of even your weaker moments. It feels inauthentic because of the delivery. And people are claiming to feel more disconnected than ever before despite the fact that we are technologically more connected they are emotionally more disconnected than
1: any previous generation I feel sorry for our youth we need to take a break you're listening to the dating and relationship show on am 640 and we're discussing social media and relationships stay with us
0: Now, back to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca on Talk Radio, AM 640.
1: Hey, we're back. You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show on AM 640. I'm Laura Bellotta, and my co-host is Sandra Carusi. We have Erica Fox, communications and social media expert, Natasha Sharma, relationship expert, and we're talking about, uh, yeah, social media and relationships. So I want to talk about how social media governs our trust. What are some of the red flags that our partners might post on their social media? Red flags
2: in terms of like overuse or red
1: flags in terms of oversharing? Um just red flags that they might be up to no good. How about that?
4: Our partners. Our partners. Okay, first of all, if they have an account
1: yeah, yeah that's, an, that's true. Oh, yeah, we're right, talking about if they have an account. You're talking, we're talking about, about if they have an
3: account. I, I've seen yeah. this in my practice a lot. So people, that's a problem. People come in and they, and this happens frequently. Um, uh, I get clients who say that their partners are liking and commenting on people's um, mm-hmm. uh, pictures and mm-hmm. posts, and and they're usually members of the opposite sex or or mm-hmm. what have you. People that they could be attracted to. And it, I think it depends on what kind of picture it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think in most cases, it has uh, been prone to make them jealous. And this the the lines have become blurred. I think um, what I tend to hear is that people feel very justified in doing this as though this isn't, um, you know, any big deal. And they kind of, you know, and I think it comes down to the relationship. If any... What makes it? What makes something right or wrong? Um, It really depends on what works in that relationship. I think, for the most mm-hmm. part, I've seen people don't really enjoy it too much when people are are too creeping around on other people's accounts, particularly Instagram, because again, it's that giant billboard, like I mm-hmm. said, yeah. and people are looking at these um sometimes very sexualized visuals.
1: And I see it; people get jealous. Do you think, I, I think it I, depends on the relationship. It does. I I, I have a hundred percent trust in my boyfriend, and I don't even. Look to see what he's doing on. Like what he doesn't have like, Instagram, but he's yeah, but, on Facebook, and I have no clue who he's liking. Hang on, hang he's on. Like no, because yeah. we've
4: talked about this before. What if he's? I'm single, and what if he's liking my pictures? like of me dressed up not just regular pictures me dressed up but, and me but, okay, those, but like but that, that it's not so, it's not so much the liking of the pictures people do
3: like pictures it's it's yeah, more the it's more he, the commenting and it's the people who are, are are unknown that's where i see it the most it's so. not okay for him to like my no, pictures because he
2: doesn't I, really know you, you so, right but
1: here's the he thing doesn't know would,
2: you. would would it be okay he if he real. walked up okay. to you in person and said you look great in that dress would that be okay
1: why, does my boyfriend comment on your pictures? I can't tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but see, that but, would make me jealous, right? Because sorry, I to trust answer, him.
4: Sorry, hang on. To answer Erica, it's nice for a guy to say that. There you go. Um, you're right. I don't think this is the same thing, though. Yeah. What if he's repeatedly doing it? That's what I'm saying. So
2: so then again, now, now you would feel, if again, if this was in a physical situation, you would feel cornered. You would feel pressured. Why is this person always seeking me out at every party, trying right. to engage with me? I feel like they're flirting. So really, always try and relate it back to an actual physical, physical experience. Okay. Because I feel like the anonymity of social media kind of starts to blur the lines yes. a little bit. See, and, and
1: if you can take it out of context. This is a good topic. But see, if my boyfriend was to like a lot of your posts, see? I'd Laura's be happy for you. Why? Because he's being nice okay. i wouldn't but think some people, he's
3: trying to you know some date you and some people do these this liking on mass because yeah it's part of their their business strategy or their, it's yes. part of their trying to gain oh, following branding. strategy this so happened
1: to me this year mm-hmm. so i was liking okay so i have someone's helping me sometimes with liking yeah. pictures and stuff right and um this girl approached me and she's just like you know you're a house wrecker and what are you doing liking my, my boyfriend's posts? and i said okay. i'm like i'm not after your boyfriend and I tried to just like explain everything to her mm-hmm. and she was so nasty and she she kept coming after me and so if I'm like listen lady you know you're a little bit crazy <laughs> like put get your boyfriend her to put to her his boyfriend. account on private there you yeah. go I, I,
3: and I agree with you I think it comes down to the relationship <laughs> and what I usually end up telling my clients is is you're complaining about this or you've got an issue with this. So what you really have is a trust issue here. Sure it's is. not about the social media. The social media is a symptom or it's the mm-hmm. behavioral presentation of a fundamental lack of trust in the
2: relationship. Mm-hmm. And that is what is more the issue Okay, so So if i can just take that one step further you are asking about a specific red flag here it is okay Mm -hmm. if you set a privacy setting on a post to to exclude your significant other because you do not want your significant other to see that photo to see that action to see that activity on your on your facebook timeline that is your moment to stop and re-examine your relationship how can you find out he's done that How do you find out he's... So you can't find out he's done that. But if he is doing that or she is doing that, Mm -hmm. they should probably take a moment to think, is this a healthy relationship I'm in to begin with? Do I have trust in my relationship if I have to hide behind a Facebook timeline? Is that cheating?
1: Kind of. Kind I think it's being dishonest. It's being dishonest. Cheating in my it's a view, form is, of cheating. Yeah, it's defined it degrades as going, trust.
3: You're going outside the agreement. Whatever the terms mm-hmm. are of right. your personal relationship, if you're going outside of it, in my view, it's cheating.
1: Right. Okay. okay, how about this one? Someone that you were an old flame. Is it okay to comment on their posts? Mm.
2: Okay, let's go around the room. What this do you think, Erica? Mess. Within reason. I do think it's okay within reason. I say no. I, I say look, no. Look, I have to. I, I'm Leave honest with Leave the past in the past. I'm honest, I gotta let her go. I'm honest go. with all of my ex, uh, with all of my boyfriends. If I'm in a relationship, I say, hey, you know, oh my. But why ex, do you need to comment on his post? My posts? ex gave me a phone call okay and we spoke over Christmas or it was my birthday he wished me happy birthday thanks by the way I, or I sent somebody an Instagram message wish them happy birthday that's fine now if you're constantly trying to get into contact with somebody mm-hmm. maybe you're trying to get somebody's attention and right. now it's not just okay. a innocent so communication anymore. So one off, one off is
1: okay but don't do it like all the time. Natasha? I think it depends
3: on the relationship you have with these individuals I mean if you're friendly you might comment but again it, this becomes a, a bigger conversation about where lines get crossed. I'm I'm kind of in a very easy boat. I use social media very much professionally. I very seldom personally. My husband doesn't; he he hates it. But I commented on an ex's um, uh, something or other, but it was Mm. because it was because the the, his father had passed away. Okay, and so it was it was the one time, and it was a nice, you know, very nice person. There wasn't a lot of hard feelings. But I think it really
1: depends. Sandra quickly. It depends. Okay, we need to go to break. You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show on AM six forty.
0: listening to The Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Vallada from singleinthecity.ca on Talk Radio AM 640.
1: Thanks for tuning in. Juicy, juicy conversation here. We're talking about social media and relationships. We have uh, Erica Fox, a communications and social media expert, as well as Natasha Sharma, a relationship expert, and my co-host, Santa Cruz from Inside Jokes. So what are some of the signs that social media is becoming a problem in our relationship, Erica?
2: so my biggest my biggest pet peeve and i love social media dearly i think it's an incredible way to get a message out there into the world and to stay connected with people that you might not be able to otherwise be as connected with but here's and the problem to build your business and to build your business but the problem is is when we use it as a replacement for actual communication which is happening it's a lot not mm-hmm. right we can't we can't use it in place of it's an addition it's it's a way of enhancing communication and but it's it is feeding not social a anxiety exactly and we're forgetting the art of connecting with another person looking into somebody's eyes giving a compliment hearing and listening our ability to listen has been deeply degraded because now everything boils down to 140 slang characters Mm. and it's driving me absolutely insane (laughs) a like button is not the same as telling somebody gosh darling you look gorgeous today it's not the same no no I know but it, it connects
4: a lot of people who don't know each other to get to know each other better so and that, introduction. That's great. Yeah.
1: How about taking it back old school? Remember, you know, Sandra, when uh, when we were like teenagers mm-hmm. and we had that one phone in the kitchen and we had the twenty <laughs> foot cord and then we used to take it around uh, into and the high, family room, the yeah. living room, and like we'd all take turns. <laughs> and there was that guy that we just wanted to get to know. And we'd sit on the phone for like hours. hours and yes. that's a way to create a bond. But we don't have that anymore. You know, the days ways, are gone.
4: But in some ways, social media does create a bond. Because I feel closer to my cousins in Italy because I get to see them more.
2: Exactly, right? And now you're able to be connected with people right? who you might not otherwise be connected. But does it mean, do you find that you're speaking to them less on the phone? Like, would you have been the kind of person to call them maybe once a month, once every two no, months? No, it's too cheap. And now you don't. <laughs> yeah, see, I don't feel closer to people, uh, my family. No? I just feel like
3: I happen to know what's going on in their lives. It's like a news yeah. feed. I don't feel closer to them because
1: I can't spend I any agree. kind of quality Natasha, time Natasha, I them. agree with you on yeah. that. I don't yeah. feel closer closer no. but I do know what's going on. Yep. Okay, what well, what ways what are some ways that we can have a healthy relationship and at the same time a great rich life on social media?
3: I think it's about balance and understanding each partner's needs cuz you know not everyone has the same social media exactly. love of social media and I think it's mm-hmm. about making sure that Um, you're not social media centric and in general nothing should really be too centric in your life everything is really about balance and if you're going to use social media use it intelligently use it in a way that doesn't cause harm to yourself or other you know your the people in your life who are important or people in general Mm -hmm. and I know that's speaking very broadly but you know um Being as respectful as possible about your partner's personal preferences about social media, Mm -hmm. what you post, how you use it, and just not spending an inordinate amount of time, you know, hanging around on it. I've seen that be a
2: problem as well communication is such a, a big part of this right you we spoke briefly about agreements in relationships that extends into social media as well why can't we have a conversation about hey you posted this or these topics make me feel uncomfortable mm-hmm. um especially if you're posting about your partner in any way shape or form why not run it by your partner before it goes up online and let them know hey I'm about to put up these posts from our evening out or our vacation mm-hmm. are o- you I okay always... with that yeah, that's right Why can't we have that kind of open dialogue, right?
1: So set healthy boundaries, be honest, communicate. And what do you both deem as acceptable behavior?
2: Same
3: rules outside of everything in social media. It's all the same rules, right? Yeah. We need to
1: take a break. You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show on AM640. Stick with us.
0: to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellana from SingleInTheCity.ca on Talk Radio AM 640.
1: Thanks for tuning in. You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show on AM 640. Erica Fox is here. She's a communications and social media expert and Natasha Sharma, relationship expert. And my lovely co-host, Sandra Carusi from Inside Jokes. We're talking about social media in relationships. Now, a lot of people use social media to validate their relationships when they're dating someone what can you tell us about the use of social media to validate a relationship I who pers- wants to start I, with pers- this?
3: I personally don't think it should be used as any form of validation and un- sadly it is um, it, it, it has no bearing or meaning in my opinion like I, r- truly none on what the depth or what the actual mm-hmm. relationship means. It's external, it's public, it's it it's it's in some ways like um, and I'm probably gonna get a lot of flack for this, like your wedding. A wedding is a wonderful thing. I had a big one. I had a lot of fun I wanted to do over. It. But at the end of the day, is that really or your ring or the size of it, you know, these are all external material things. Mm-hmm. In my view, social media is is has no place in validating um, what a relationship actually means to two people. Erica. I
2: agree uh, to a certain extent, but I also a little bit disagree. Look, when, when we post about our relationships online, it's kind of an extension of that moment when you bring your boyfriend to, to brunch with your girlfriends and you want them to meet him and you want them to share in the excitement of the new relationship and tell you what they think of him and maybe even tell you about any red flags they see that you might have missed because you're in the hoopla of the beginning of it. The danger comes when you are actually validating it with likes and you're no longer investing in the talent. Time it takes to build a solid relationship, but rather just investing in photogra- photography <laughs> that you're going to end up posting and seeing how many times it, it gets likes. Because when they stop liking and stop con- commenting, you no longer have anything left to, to fall back on, right? Your relationship is empty.
1: Okay, but they say that those that post too much are trying to overcompensate for their unhappiness. Yeah. It's possible. Yeah. I hear Very that a lot, so, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
3: Natasha? Yeah, the, the studies are, are pretty conclusive on that as well, is those who tend to, actually, this is the official stat on this, um, or 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 what some of the research has shown, let me be clear, is that those who tend to, uh, the more the more polished a person's social media profiles tend to look, the more uh, distress tends to be oh, no. happening in I the background, really?
2: unless it's professional. Wow, though, but yeah, what n- n- about a professional? This, this isn't profile? Profi- Yeah, this,
3: this study wasn't done on professional profiles. Let me be clear. This was done on personal profiles. So, so, wow. so usage done by personal accounts. That the glossier the personal account the there again and this is just <laughs> this that doesn't mean every glossy account you know they're they're having a divorce in the back not at all there's just a correlation there so there's a higher likelihood that there because it's if you think about it from a psychological perspective you are overcompensating you are masking so if everything looks great and fabulous and you're posting pictures of mm-hmm. laughing and I did this on the weekend and I did that it stands to reason either there's there's either trouble in the back or likelier trouble in the mm-hmm. background mm-hmm. or within yourself I- not necessarily true
4: you know i always mm-hmm. question those overzealous kind of posts kind of what you're saying natasha it's typically,
3: I ignore typically them. you don't need to shout it from the rooftops and again right just, i ignore and them just to be clear not every photo or glossy account is going to have that in the background again it's just a correlational statistic right so makes sense yeah
1: so the internet and social media has introduced us to a world filled with instant gratification everyone has access to what they desire right now. However, love and relationships don't happen this easy. Mm -mm. So what issues can arise in our personal lives when we are so used to receiving instant gratification through social media and the internet?
2: We're losing the ability to
1: work through problems, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. We're
2: losing the ability to really dig down. So I come from a Caribbean background and when I was growing up, my family used to always say, we don't know the meaning of quit. We don't quit, <laughs> right? And I'm not saying that you don't have to sometimes walk away from a relationship when it's no longer healthy for you. But how do you know what that indicator is unless you've gone through difficult and challenging experiences and learned to communicate through problems with your partner? And if you think that the next one is on Tinder or on Bumble, this is my favorite quote on Instagram. Actually, it's not my favorite, I hate it. Um, there are 7.1 billion people in the universe, just in case someone in your life is acting irreplaceable. <laughs> Are you kidding me right now? You're not going to go on Tinder and just find the next puzzle piece, right? Yeah. It's not a Sears catalog where you have a, an assortment of, of available men. You well, have it to is find when it comes somebody. to dating. But but and those aren't wh- those aren't your puzzle pieces. Those aren't the people that fit with you. They're just the people who are available, right? The actual people who might be able to fit with you. You actually have to learn to work with them and develop something in order to see what fits and to d- decide what you like and what you don't like, right?
1: Mhm. And everyone thinks the grass is greener on the other side.
2: Yeah,
3: I think I think um the instant gratification point is very important because we're losing the skill set to wait and deal with negative emotions mm-hmm. and these are critical for survival to the end and as critical as cognitive intelligence as critical as knowing how to tie your own shoe yes, yes. and we are losing the capability of waiting mm-hmm. waiting for something to be good in life and what we see is social media is has a very addictive quality especially to teens, they have unfettered access. If you think about other substances like alcohol and drugs, at least there's some kind of controls in place. They have to go through a few more hoops to get access to that when the, time, the chips are down. But social media is right there when you're feeling in the dumps and more teens and adolescents are turning to social media to cope with bad feelings or normal healthy feelings that aren't fun to be going through. And so they never go through them. And on top of that, because they're using it to, in that moment in time, they're changing their brain chemistry and they're developing an addiction to it. That's a bit of a different topic. We'll
1: be right back. You're listening to The Dating and Relationship Show on AM640.
0: is the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellata from singleinthecity.ca on Talk Radio AM 640.
4: I'm here with my real estate friend, Holly Garvey Penny. What's up with HGP's tips and trends today? Hi, Sandra. Today's tip I'm calling know what you want and get it. Although the media today is talking about a market downturn, good properties are selling fast with interest from multiple buyers. In fact, I just experienced an offer night with seven bidders. So make sure you do your research, know what you want and can afford, know what good value is and strategize with your realtor to get it. Call or email me today to do it. I can help you. They can reach you at HGP at bosleyrealestate.com or 416-322-8000. Thanks,
0: Sandra. Now back to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Velada from singleinthecity.ca on Talk Radio AM 640.
1: We're back. You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show on AM 640. We're talking about social media and relationships with uh, my co-host, Sandra Carusi from Inside Jokes, Erica Fox, communications and social media expert, and Natasha Sharma, relationship expert. She's also the author of The Kindness Journal. So, uh, Erica, this question's for you. Since social media is mm-hmm. a big part of your life for personal use, as well as digital marketing and business development mm-hmm. purposes, what have you found are some of the positives and negatives of this space from your own experience?
2: I'm really I'm really lucky to be able to connect with a lot of young women out there. I use it mostly professionally, especially my Instagram. And um, I have to say it it really like it warms my heart when I get a direct message on Twitter or Instagram from a young lady um, anywhere from Europe to Africa, who says that they've been following my journey or maybe they saw a specific post and it really inspired them or motivated them or gave them a spark. Um, to move forward on a project or an idea, or just gave them that extra motivation that they needed to to start a business or to engage in a dialogue with somebody because they want a relationship with them or they haven't spoken to them in a long time. And, you know, I didn't really think that that would be um, something that would happen as a result of my social media experiences, but it's been happening more and more these days. And it Every time I get a message like that, it really does warm my heart.
1: I feel the same way when I get a message like that, like you're very inspiring to other women. I I feel the same way as you. I get that too. But then there's the other side of the coin.
2: And they follow me from platform to platform uh, to platform and they try and connect with me on LinkedIn and they're sending me messages on Facebook uh, and they're aggressive. And when they don't get the response that they want or they don't get a response block at all, people. they start to, yes, block I them. I block them right yeah. away. If someone because says something start, negative. They'll, they'll get racist too. Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh. They will get oh, wow. down in the mud and start calling me names and stuff. That's so horrible. you just block them right away. I block
1: people right away. If I see oh, yeah. something, like sometimes I'll get like a negative comment on one of my feeds. Block. Yeah. Bye-bye. See, and I don't even engage with them. No. Yeah, don't don't no, even no. engage.
3: I personally think it's part and parcel it goes right alongside with it. And if you think you can be in social media on social media and have a public profile and not get stuff you don't want getting at you, yeah. then best come off because you get the whole thing or you get nothing. Yeah. Yeah. And so yeah. to get upset or to get frustrated about it is probably pointless because you signed up for it when you signed up for an account. Mm-hmm. And and I, I actually see social media uh, a lot of positives, probably the biggest one being for creating value and serving Uh, the public. Meaning if you have something, knowledge, um, it it has eliminated the gatekeepers of this world, which is a really phenomenal thing. You know, the, 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 the Truth. the men, middle-aged men, sorry, maybe women too, or what have you, sitting up in an office somewhere, mm-hmm. making the decisions about what people, what they think people will and won't like. And I love the democratization of being able to put content out there and let the public decide. But I see it, yes. it's primary use how can, and this is when i post something i'm always going from the mindset of how can i create value mm-hmm. not what do i what not what how is this important to me but how will this be useful to somebody else and i think that is what its biggest benefit is
1: mm-hmm. very powerful so what can you tell our listeners about some of the most important things to know when dealing with social media in their lives
2: Use your privacy settings first of all. <laughs> Think about what you actually really do want to share with people, and uh, what you wouldn't want. But how about the if office. you're using
1: it for business? You can't really use your privacy settings.
2: Well, but you still again. I really like what you're saying here. Create value. Think about what kind of message you want to put out there. What kind of person do you want to show up as for people? And how do you want to give them a tool or a piece of advice that's going to enrich their everyday
1: experiences, something that they can walk away from? Relationships can be tricky in our social media obsessed society, but thank you, Erica and Natasha for joining us today and offering your advice and perspectives on how to handle your online presence. Sandra, thank Mm -hmm. you so much as well. You can catch Sandra's show, Inside Jokes, (laughs) right before mine, 8 p.m. on AM 640. Erica is the CEO of Foxtrot Digital Communications in Toronto and a social media expert. You can learn more about her and her business. You can find her on social media, at Erica D. Fox. And Natasha Sharma, you can find her by visiting her website, natashasharma.com. Thank you for tuning in, everyone. Oh, one more thing. If you are single and looking for that relationship, you can check out my website, singleinthecity.ca for upcoming events and for matchmaking. Thanks for tuning in, everyone, and have a great week. Ciao for now.